Hello, I'm Anthony William. You're listening to the Medical Medium Radio Show. Each week, I talk about the most advanced healing information and secrets about health, much of which is not found anywhere else and is decades ahead of what's out there now. And ALS is what we're talking about today, and we're going to get into that, and we're going to show spirit stuff. We're going to show spirit stuff because... This is where it counts. It counts with, especially with an illness like this, as I've always said, who has 10 or 20 or 30 years to wait for answers to illnesses. Life is precious and there's no time to spare. Today's show is about ALS. We're going to talk about it and we're going to go into it in a serious way because it's serious. I mean, I I go into everything serious, but the, the difference between this one is when you get told you have ALS... You're being told, especially in the old days, you're being told you have a death sentence. And that that's that's un, unacceptable. Completely, completely unacceptable. The problem is with ALS and ALS diagnoses is they're reckless. Not the people who have symptoms of ALS. It's a reckless diagnosis. It's complete and utter stupidity. I'm just going to tell you right now. Everything around it, everything with it, because it's geared by the system to hurt the person, not help the person. I'm just going to be straight out. For over 30 years, I've watched people um, get sick and sicker and sicker and sicker because of that diagnosis when they didn't have to die or get sicker or struggle. And and we're real. So we're going to cut into this. We're really going to cut into this. This is really important. Now. There, it's a real illness. There's no question, but they're all real illnesses. I never say that none of them are real illnesses ever. In fact, the opposite. But there's a fine line, a fine line of absolute utter stupidity involved in this. I'm saying that professionally, professional level. That's what's going on, and I'm going to make sense about that in a little bit and everything. Um, check out my thyroid book because in the thyroid book. So check that out. You can go. You can go to Amazon or whatever, and you can find. You can read the description. But in that book, I pack that with information that's life saving without a doubt. When 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 I got that book done, when that book was done, and you know, and and I sat back and I read that for the last time. I know I've said this before. I I was completely like I was in shock that I put spirits information to that degree out there. I didn't care what what was going to happen. I didn't care if you know someone was going to want to smack me in the head. I didn't care. I wanted you guys to have the answers. This is not just some thyroid book. This is nothing like the thyroid books out there. It goes above and beyond just thyroid itself. It goes into descriptions about Epstein-Barr that I've never talked about. But not only that, it goes into deeper descriptions of the stupidity in medicine today that's totally messing with us and making us lose opportunity versus gain opportunity. And if this is the first time you heard the show or you've ever locked on or whatever, it's the first time listening, I love science, I love medicine. That's not the problem. I love conventional medicine. I love alternative medicine for what they offer. But there's also great mistakes, great mistakes. And so that's that's a whole other thing. So, But the, but the thyroid book, there's, there's nothing out there like that. There's not going to be a thyroid book out there like that ever, in, in, ever again in history. I'm saying that because I took Spirit's information. It's not me that's the smart one. We'll always remember that, okay? I can talk. 
you know, that's what I'm doing. I'm flapping my jaws, but I get the information from Spirit, and Spirit's the smart one. I've been taught that if you read my first book and you know what happened in the garden, you know what happened in there. When I thought I was all big, Mr. Big Man and Mr. Big, I was growing an ego really fast. I was very young at the time, and I got the neighbor better, and <clears throat> the neighbor couldn't work. She, I mean, she couldn't work. Well, she couldn't work. She couldn't walk, and she, she was in a wheelchair, and... Um, you know, legs wouldn't work, million diagnoses, including ALS, including ALS. And then Spirit knew it was arsenic, knew it was arsenic. And so I was able to give that information, but I thought I was Mr. Big Man and I was spouting out how I'm never wrong. And you've heard this story and the whole bit. And then I stepped on a rake, it slapped me in the face and knocked me completely out. And when I woke up, Spirit said to me, you always remember this, Anthony, you're wrong. I'm always right. You're always wrong. I'm always right. You're a person. You're a human. You're a person. You make mistakes. You're not perfect. Remember that. And you're not God. And remember that. And that's what Spirit was telling me. That's what Spirit was telling me, because Spirit has the answers. That's why I can put out this information. That's why I can get people better. That's why I can do what I've done all these years and have a track record of doing that, regardless of how many people are jealous and want to try to throw that and change that by writing something stupid when they don't even know who I am or never even read anything I've ever put out. Regardless of that jealousy, whatever's happened out there, I've helped a lot of people, tens of thousands of people over the years, and ALS is one area where I have. And, you know, and that's where we're going into this. That's what we're going to let's Let's get out of the, let's get out of the, let me get off the soapbox, okay? And we'll, we'll go into, we'll go into this now. We're going to go into this. So, so ALS, you know, I've been wanting to do a show for quite some time with it, so, quite some time. And finally, you know, woke up in the morning and I said, that's it. It's time. It's time. And, you know, and I knew it was time I felt it because if I didn't do one soon, Spirit would probably let me know. And I felt it, you know, that feeling like, oh, I'm going to hear it. It's like, it's like if you're just, you know, doing whatever, if you're in school and you're doing something and your teacher's about to, about to give you a bit of information, like say, did you study last night or whatever it is, you you know it, you're, you know, you're going to hear that, you know, you're going to be told that, right? And you know, it's coming, um, you know, you know, whatever, if you didn't do something right in your relationship, uh, with a spouse, husband, wife, friend, companion, lover, whatever it is, and you're in this relationship, um, and you know, and you didn't do something you're supposed to do, you, you know, what's coming, right? You know, you know, what's coming, right? So you got to do it before you get reminded to do it. You know what I mean? And that's what happens with Spirit, because I knew Spirit was going to say, did you do ALS yet in this radio show? Did you, you know, Spirit said, because what Spirit tells me all the time, this is what Spirit does say, is Spirit relies on me to do this radio show. And I always say to Spirit, well, yeah, well, the people are relying on it. Spirit says, of course the people are relying on it, but I rely on you. I'm relying on you to get this information out on that radio show. But, you know, so I, when it comes down to ALS, so we're doing, has, hey, we're, we're doing it. We're here. Um, you know, and, you know, amyotrophic uh, lateral sclerosis, uh, Lou Gehrig's disease, right? I mean, you guys know someone out there might be listening was out there right now that has a diagnosis of ALS or has a cousin or a friend or a, a husband, a wife. You know, basically... What the, the name of this disease means is it means in Greek without nourishment to muscles. So that's all it's named after. There's no real meaning behind the name besides 
you know, it was just, it was picked, first of all, Lou Gehrig's, obviously Lou Gehrig had it first in, in 1940, so, you know, it's Lou Gehrig's disease, but the, the technical name really doesn't mean anything. It means we don't know what's wrong with you. It means mystery illness is what it means, but sometimes we get these labels and we're like, oh, then they know what it is. Oh, I just got handed this this diagnosis of ALS, and that means the doctor knows what it is. That means there's an that means they got an answer that I really have this. Oh, I can't even go there. I can't even go there on how much that gets me upset. How much that's just a pile, a pile, a heap, a heap of junk. I can't even tell you. Really, I mean, it deserves a few swears. Really, it deserves a few swears and a few whatever grunts and whatever you know, whatever we do when we just when we just <laughs> hogwash. Right. So, you know, basically it's a total mystery, but it's it's not just a total mystery. It's a major screw up, a major, major mess up and screw up. I'm telling you that right now. I know. Right. Right. And and you're thinking, well, how is it a major screw up? It's like HIV AIDS. When the first cases hit the scene, you know, and they were told they had HIV, and they were told when the virus, when the retrovirus was discovered, the retrovirus was discovered, okay, is it was a death sentence. It didn't have to be a death, death sentence because that's not what was killing people. The retrovirus, the, the retrovirus itself doesn't kill people. Retroviruses won't kill anybody. They don't kill people. You can live with HIV retrovirus for the rest of your life till you're 100. It's just that back then, they told you, you're going to die. You got the virus, and you're going to die. And guess what? It screwed up everybody's head. That's why so many people died. How come they're not dying now? They're not dying now. Because retroviruses don't kill people. And the industry backed off from the death sentence part. They backed off from it. Totally twisted and screwed up and just dark. I got to tell you something. You know, people... People back then that had the HIV were dealing with the same thing they're dealing with now without HIV. They're dealing with pneumatic problems, different varieties of pneumonia from different varieties of horrendous strep varieties, um, lots of viruses, tons and tons of the herpes family viruses, H, HH7, HH8, HH9, HHV10, H, all the undiscovered HHV10s, 11s, 12s, you name it, right up the ladder, all their different strains and variable, plus pollutants, toxins, drugs, heavy metals, immune system breakdown, everything else. It causes people to die anyway. It just so happens the person discovered with the retrovirus was told they got this virus and they're going to die. Okay? And, and what a mistake that was because people gave up. They just gave up. They fell apart. ALS is similar. Once you're told you got ALS, you just fall apart. It is no joke on how irresponsible and reckless the diagnosis and the industry is with ALS. All right. So I'm going to take a deep breath here. <laughs> so just <laughs> bear with me here. I'm going to take a deep breath. Okay. And um, so the whole thing, the whole thing to understand is that when you're given a diagnosis, it means everything. It means everything. Everything. Understand that in the sense, in the sense of, in the sense of, um, you know, basically in the sense of, okay, 
Is it relief? Is it not relief? It's like going to the doctor. Do I have something? Do I not have something? Oh, I don't have anything? Oh, thank God. Oh, I have something? What is it? Something terrible? Then what is it? Oh, wait a minute. Don't people die from that? And then the brain, the brain brain just kinks, just absolutely kinks for most people. Now, here's the deal. <clears throat> There's more men with ALS, more men with ALS, okay, than women. So more men come down with the diagnosis of ALS. Why is that? A little bit more than women. Why is that? I'll tell you why. Because when men get sick, they're not as strong as women. I, if there's men listening right now, just, you know, try, and, try to hold back the rotten tomatoes and, or stones and don't hit me too hard, okay? And now hopefully you don't find me in a parking lot at the grocery store and say, what did you say? I'm not a wimp, and then start beating me up. I hope not. But you listen, here's the deal, is men don't have what women have. They don't. There's a will in women overrides men. But by, by truckloads, it overrides it by mountains. And it's a will to be stronger, survive, bear the elements. Women can bear a diagnosis. Most women can bear a diagnosis much better than any man. But it's not just that. Most women can bear symptoms, symptoms and conditions much better than any man can. The minute a man feels like he's useless or he's getting sick, it goes down fast for so many of them. So that means if a man gets one symptom of multiple sclerosis and a woman gets the same symptom, the women, woman will probably bear it perfectly fine. The man will drive himself insane and most likely you know, to his own grave in many cases, in many cases, especially if it's a reckless diagnosis like ALS, ALS, which is something scarier with the industry. Now, it's not scarier, even though it may seem so. I'm going to cut, cut into it and talk about all that. But so when the doctor gives a man an ALS diagnosis, we're in some big trouble. We're in some big trouble. Because the minute a man can't really function right and thinks he's got something going wrong, it doesn't have the strength women have. Even though men have more muscle, it seems, you know, men, men, you know, seem to do more. They do, they do, you know, they can handle stronger manly jobs or whatever it's been in history. Whatever it's been in history, men are weaker than women when it comes down to it. When it comes down to the will, the survival will, all of that. So men get ALS diagnoses much more than women because of this very thing. And, and men just give up. A lot of them just give up. They give up with when they're sick in general. They just give up. They get depressed faster. They get depressed faster. They fall apart faster. They end up just sitting in their chair, and they end up hating themselves. It happens all the time. I've been watching it since I was a child Okay, now there's men, some men that don't do that, obviously. Some men that they're the pillars of strength and they, they match with what women have. And I know some women, they do give up too, but I'm just saying overall, I'm giving you that information overall. You know what I mean? I want to tell you about a client from years ago. 
okay? I want to tell you about a client from years ago, James, all right? He was 47 years old at the time, years ago. I want to tell you about this. Started getting some stiffness in his legs, some stiffness and his hands and his shoulders. And he wasn't, he was, you know, who was at work? He worked a factory job. He worked a factory job and he was feeling stiff in his shoulders, feeling stiff in his hands. And he just thought, hey, you know what? Just like a guy would, which is really cool, just like what a guy would, you know, he chalked it up to aging. Okay? Chalked it up to aging. Decided to cut back on woodworking on his weekends and stuff like that. Things that, you know, try to get more rest. And that's really great. You know, I mean, that's what he did. But then what happened was he started getting this muscle twitching. It started, he started getting muscle twitching in various parts of his body. And then one morning when he was shaving, and I remember him telling me he was shaving one morning when he was telling me the whole story when he finally found me, he discovered that part of his face was numb. Okay? So he went to the doctors. His wife and him went to the doctors. They went there. And what did he, what did he end up? He ended up with a, with a diagnosis. He ended up with a diagnosis. Well, first he went to the doctor. Doctor says, look, I, I don't know what's going on here. Of course they don't know what's going on there with those symptoms. They ran, a, they ran some tests. Sent him to a neurologist. Okay? Sent him to a neurologist. Neurologist, um, neurologist ran some tests. Okay? Did everything. You know, he was, he was, he was in pretty good standing. He was in, in pretty good shape. And he, but, but he got delivered some information from the neurologist. And the, and the information from the neurologist was, you got ALS. Landed him an ALS diagnosis because of the symptoms. The tests didn't even show it because guess what? Those tests don't show it. There are no tests that truly decide someone having ALS. That's another area we're going to try to cover if we can. Now, his symptoms, they were just, his, his symptoms he was exhibiting, you guys, was just Guillain-Barre syndrome. Guillain-Barre syndrome. That's what, that's what, which is a mystery illness through, you know, medical doctors, it's a mystery illness. No, no one knows what causes Guillain-Barre syndrome. I mean, we do over here, but nobody knows. And what happens is that Guillain-Barre syndrome is what he should have been given as, as a diagnosis. But since he was given the ALS di- diagnosis, he started getting twitches immediately after that. Twitches. All of a sudden, he was twitching everywhere. When he went to work at the factory, his coworkers were, were laughing at him. Because as he was standing there, he was twitching. His face was twitching. And then when he said to his coworkers, look, you know, this is no laughing matter. I just got diagnosed with ALS. They stopped laughing. But he went to two other specialists in the field. They didn't want to give him a different diagnosis. You know why? Because he was already branded. He was already branded. Already branded is what happened. Meaning the first doctor, the first neurologist said, hey, you got, you got ALS. And so the other doctors, whether they felt it or didn't know or what, they just didn't, whether, whatever they were doing, they just went with it because they didn't want to take the blame. They didn't want to be responsible. They didn't want to be responsible if he did have ALS or if he did get sick and sick and sick and they told him he didn't. They didn't want to be responsible. So they just said, yeah, he's got ALS too. Well, that's what happened. So here's the deal. This is why it got really bad. He was in a constant state of stress because of this. They said to him that in about five years, he's just going to be basically falling apart. So they gave him kind of a five-year timeline. They didn't say, hey, you're going to die in five years. They just said it's all going to fall apart. James wasn't getting any sleep. 
he was totally stressed out, agonizing over the future, because guess what? There was no future in his mind. There was no future. And like I said, between men and women, it's a little different. He felt useless. He felt like, why do his factory job? He felt like he couldn't do his factory job much longer with this. So how he was going to provide for his family was basically worthless. And that's how he felt. And what what happened was, with the no sleeping, the intense stress, the fear, the chaos, the worry, all of it, the muscle twisting got twisted. Twitching got worse, the, the, the stiffness got worse, the numbness all got worse, panic and fear overtook him, and he watched his life flash before his eyes. Julie, his wife, wanted answers. They stumbled across somebody that knew of me. They stumbled across somebody that knew of me. And they didn't even tell me on the phone what was going on with him, what was going on. They, caught, they got a hold of me by phone. They lived far away. They couldn't get into the office, and they, and, and they didn't even tell me. And just right there, Spirit was rambling off HHV6, human herpes viral 6 in the brain. Okay? Human herpes viral 6. Um, um, exposure to lots and lots of heavy metals. Exposure to high ratios of aluminum and copper. Aluminum and copper. Okay? All this was coming through. All right? And so, what you know, want to, want to hear something funny? You know what they said to me? Well, I guess we came to the wrong place. I said, why? They said we came to the wrong place because you, you couldn't figure out what was wrong with, with, wrong with me. I said, what do you mean I couldn't figure out what's wrong? What are you talking about? The Spirit just told, told, told you what's wrong. They go, no, I got ALS. I said, <laughs> I said uh, okay, so you got a name, you got a label for a complete mystery illness, and they don't know what's wrong with you whatsoever on any level. They don't know. No one has a clue what's wrong with you. You have a mystery illness label. I'm telling you what's wrong and what's creating your symptoms. And they were like, oh, my God. They were like, oh, my God. It, it, it hit them, just hit them, like, unbelievable. I go, yeah, and what's happening is causing you neurological problems, which I said right there when they first were on the phone call. I said neurological problems. But because I didn't say the word ALS, they were confused because they don't understand. It's a man-made name for a complete and total mystery. Complete and total mystery. So I told them that their neurological problem, Spirit was telling me, was due to having a viral inflammatory condition in their brain, in his brain. It was specifically the herpes virus. He also had two other herpes viruses along with that. On top of the HHV6, he was loaded with herpetic viruses inside the spinal cord and brain. And he had very high levels of aluminum. I told him, Spirit says to go back to the factory and you asked for an investigation on exposure. He went back there. He talked to the foreman. They did an investigation. It turned out a ventilator pipe was spewing out aluminum oxide gas in his quadrant of his factory and poisoning everybody in there with aluminum gas, meaning aluminum vapor. Aluminum vapor that was hot, that was heat, it was, it, was, it was byproduct from aluminum work. Aluminum dust and vapor was literally gassing everybody there. And that made him a believer. That made him a believer like no other believer. And that's what he needed. See, I noticed something between men and women. You know, the, his wife, 
His wife knew right away I had the answers. He needed something so concrete because that's how men are. You know, he was a skeptic. He didn't believe in, you know, all this kind of stuff. He just, you go to the doctor, they give you diagnosis and you die. That's what he believed. But when that aluminum vapor, that was, that was what really hit him. Because that wasn't, it was impossible. It was impossible to know that. No one could know that. It wasn't even possible. And that's what sold it for him. Even though he was on board already, his wife was sold already because I knew about the neurological condition and I knew about, you know, she, from what I knew, the heavy metals and everything. But she, when that aluminum pipe blew and it was gassing everybody for months and then they found out, the foreman found out, they did an inspection, they fixed it, repaired it quickly, but that's what was going on. So let's talk about what happened here. Once he knew what was going on and he knew he wasn't dying, he got better fast. He got back to his original condition, which was just some mild symptoms to begin with. Some mild twitching. And then no twitching at all and then just stiffness. And he was going back there. We were doing the heavy metal cleanse, the heavy metal, the toxic heavy metal cleanse, pulling out aluminum out of his body, out of his brain. A little bit of mercury he had there too, and he had high levels of copper too from the same factory. He had all of this, but the aluminum was the biggest problem in his case. And with a lot of ALS cases, aluminum is involved. And then we did the antivirals. We did the antivirals, the natural antivirals, because those are the ones that only work. And we knocked down that herpes family, viral family, just right down the HHV6. We knocked it down. We knocked it all down. He was back to work. He was back to work. He was woodworking on the weekends. He put it behind him. And doctors were waiting for him to die. They were waiting for him to die. He had less diagnosis, especially a few years ago. I mean, I know it's gotten a little better with more compassion in the field now over ALS, and people are, are kind of, you know, doing a little bit better in some ways because they're learning the lessons, not people, but the, you know, physicians and the professionals. But it's still bad overall. It's still bad overall, no matter how you look at it. So what is ALS? It's a motor neuron disease is pretty much what the conventional world says it is. It's a motor neuron disease. But no, 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 no. It's a viral inflammatory illness, a viral inflammatory illness feeding off of a toxic heavy metal at a certain ratio. It has to be a good variety of heavy metal. It has to be aluminum. It has to be on top of the ballpark, on top of the field. It has to be aluminum. And it has to be a good viral infection, not just like the Epstein-Barr and, you know, anything like that. It has to be... It has to be like an HHV6 on steroids. It has to be on a HHV6 coupled with also a few other, few other strains thrown in the, the bag. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. Medicine doesn't know what's wrong with people, no matter what symptoms are going on neurologically, pretty much, unless you had a car accident. And then they know it was the car accident. Other than that, they don't understand MS, multiple sclerosis. They still think the body's attacking itself with multiple sclerosis. How do you like that? We talk about that all the time. It's not the body attacking itself. MS is caused by Epstein-Barr. It's caused by Epstein-Barr is what it is. That's what MS is caused by. If it can even be diagnosed properly, meaning MS itself, it's just, that's what I'm saying. It's literally a crapshoot. Let me tell you how ALS, ALS is diagnosed. Let me tell you how it's diagnosed. 
It's a crapshoot. It's a guessing game. It's by eye. It's by eye. That's how it's diagnosed. You need to understand that. In the end, it's the doctor itself, the doctor himself or herself, the neurologist has to basically say, well, this patient is falling apart and steroids and antibiotics aren't really doing anything or immunosuppressive drugs and and steroids aren't doing anything and the person's falling apart more and more, then it's got to be ALS. Unless you, some other doctor wakes up, you know, you get to another, you know, someone other, wakes up on the other side of the bed one morning and says, no, it's got to be this neurological disease. Instead, it's all a guessing game, and that's the painstaking process that we live in now, the system we live in now, a painstaking system we live in now, because neurological testing, what they use for ALS is ridiculous and doesn't work, and it doesn't show anything. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to tell you, I'm just going to be straight up. And I've talked to neurologists, friends about this stuff, and they even agree. Testing does not cut it because they've seen people with no symptoms whatsoever, perfectly fine, getting neurological testing and something showing on neurological profiles that doesn't look good, but they never see anything ever in their life. So the testing doesn't equate, it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Okay? It doesn't. Giving somebody an ALS diagnosis, it's like poisoning the person. It's like a poisoning, it's like a poisoned tonic, a poisoned tonic that you ingest. So when you get an ALS diagnosis, you got to stay lighthearted. Sure, you could use it for disability, the diagnosis. You could use it if you need a label, but don't fall deep deep into the depths of the diagnosis itself. Do not fall into the name or the label, the word. Do not fall prey. Do not fall victim, even if your arm doesn't work right and you're and, the, and and it seems like what you're hearing is what it is. Yeah, you have a condition. Yes, you have something wrong. Yes, you're <clears throat> having a neurological problem. Of course. But don't fall victim and don't fall in the hands of of that of that of the of the system being negligent negligent yeah it's a pretty ballsy thing for me to say today yeah i mean i get it i get it but i've seen too much and i know too much and you know i got to give you everything i can everything i can with it so what can you do first of all you know, what I did for James and I've done for so many other people, completely reversed their symptoms, gone back to completely being normal and put it behind them, whatever neurological disease they've had. But with the, the ALS, the one thing you can do with, the, you know, we can call it ALS because we've got to call it something now because we can't turn around and call it something different because no one's going it, to, it's not going to stick. It's not going to stick. It's not going to stick to the ceiling when you make pasta and you want to see if it's done or not, and you throw it up, you throw it up to the ceiling. And if it sticks, it you know it's done, or at least I don't know how it works. But so, so what do you do? Foods are really critical. Fruits and vegetables, leafy greens. Back to fruits and vegetables and leafy greens. How is that? How is that possible? Back to fruits and vegetables and leafy greens. Antioxidants, critical phytochemicals in fruits. You know, pomegranate is really good. The wild blueberry is a secret weapon against anything ALS related. So fine, fine, I surrender. We'll call it ALS. Fine, fine, I surrender. We'll call it Lyme disease. Fine, fine, I surrender. We'll call it whatever. 
Okay, because it's another thing, because it's all, I mean, now everybody's just getting diagnosed with Lyme disease. Anybody with ALS now actually is getting thrown, they go to another doctor getting diagnosed with Lyme disease now. The good news is that's that's less scary. That's the good news. But just, you know, but let's call it what it is. You got a viral infection in the brain. Okay, when it comes down to something critical, like symptoms evolving down to getting really bad, I'm not just talking about a little bit of numbness or a little bit of tingles. Or a little bit of this and a little bit of that. If someone's really, really losing control of their muscles and so forth and everything else, then yeah, we have a severe inflammation of the brain from a viral infection. Yeah, not just like when Epstein-Barr releases. There's a difference between Epstein-Barr being inside the liver and releasing a neurotoxin. And then that neurotoxin causes a little numbness or the shingles virus causing the Bell's palsy and causing your eye to droop and all that other stuff. I mean, those are still different, okay? With when you have the virus in the brain, it is really in there heavy, and people are falling apart, and they're in wheelchairs and everything like that, and they're getting told that they have a de- death-defying possibility of a disease, and it all goes down from there. Yeah, I mean, you're really going to be overrun by viruses, and that's okay. We can reverse it. We can get some back. We can get things in a better place. We can. We can. So... The wild blueberries are incredible for stopping this illness. They really are. That's something that you have to bring in there is those, those frozen wild blueberries. You know, cherries are important. Pomegranates are important. Blackberries, you got to bring blackberries in. Raspberries, wherever you can, you got to bring these in. Oranges, got to bring the oranges in. Melons, melons are critical for anybody with an ALS diagnosis. Critical. Electrolytes in melon, they, they, they reign supreme those electrolytes, the central nervous system, no matter what neurological condition you have, and when it comes down to ALS, the central nervous system requires glucose, sugar, sugar. Don't put an ALS patient or a Lyme disease patient or a multiple sclerosis patient on a paleo diet with no sugar. I'm not saying paleo diets are bad. It'd be fine for some guy who's not, you know, who just works out in the gym, never had a symptom in his life. He's 30 years old and he just wants to lose a little, you know, muffin top around his waist. Fine. Going paleo. I'm just supportive of it. You got a neurological problem. You better be eating a lot of fruit and some sweet potatoes and some regular potatoes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Have I said that's right lately? So really important to know. Really important, glucose means everything for the central nervous system. Then mineral salts, so you need the kale. The kale, you know, the kale, the little fibers, those little little vessels in kale, those little stems, they hold mineral salts. The stems of, of spinach, spinach, the leaf of spinach holds mineral salts. Celery juice holds the mineral salts. All this reverses neurological conditions. So important, so important. It really is. If you have, here's the here's the problem we run into right here. Here's the problem Spirit and I run into. You get a diagnosis of any kind, you're told protein, 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 protein. What an absolute disaster, including kidney diagnoses where you're told to eat proteins. You know, when you have a kidney disease, a kidney condition, and you eat too much protein, you lose your kidneys. You lose your kidneys. If you have a heart condition, you eat too much protein, you have a heart condition, you just, you just, you're shortening your life. The protein has to be cut back. It has to be cut back. 
the protein has to be cut back. You can't get obsessed about protein. You got to be instead be obsessed about calories. What happens with neurological conditions, and this is so important to understand with healing them, is you have to have sugars. You have to have carbohydrates, glycogen storage, carbohydrates, because here's why. Because when you have neurological conditions, you don't use your muscles as much. Even with chronic fatigue, neurological chronic fatigue, you don't use your muscles that much because you're too sick to use them. You're too sick to walk and do weights and ride your bike and go running and whatever, you know, swimming, you're too weak in many cases. You can't get out of bed, you're severely fatigued, you've got the neurological fatigue, no matter what diagnosis you've been given, especially but with ALS when someone's suffering with severe neurological conditions because they got a virus in the brain that you can reverse and you can reverse, especially somebody who's got the virus in the brain and they got the heavy metals to match so there's a toxin being produced by the aluminum effect with, with the HHV6 or another virus similar or both or two viruses with it. Some people have two. Everybody's ALS is different. And you need, and then you can't use your muscles anymore or you can't use them enough and you're struggling and you're not able to exercise and you're fatigued, everything else around it. Well, then you know what? Protein, protein, protein can get you in trouble. There's protein in every single food. It's calories that matter for the muscles. That means sweet potatoes, calories and sweet potatoes to feed the muscles because you're not using them. A person, if you know someone with a neurological condition, they're not able to use their muscles and they're, 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 they're kind of wasting away. And there's a lot of mystery neurological wasting away diseases, which are also different varieties of all the different herpes viruses that I talk about. But the wasting away, that means because you're not using the muscles as much, you guys, you have to make sure there's food for the muscles available and protein isn't the food for the muscles. Did you know muscles only build with two things? They only improve or increase with two things. One is carbohydrates. It's the only way to make a muscle bigger when you use it. The other is you have to use the muscle. And if you can't use the muscle, then you better be feeding it. You better be feeding it. Do you see what I'm saying? I said, do you see what I'm saying to somebody the other day? The day and they laughed at me. Because I said, you see what I'm saying? They say, yeah, you guys see what you're Because <laughs> it's kind of silly to say that. So you have to understand, if you can't use the muscle, you got to at least feed it. So if you're not using the muscle, I've seen people laying in bed with different diagnoses, especially ALS, and they're fed high-protein solutions or high-protein diets, right? And they're wasting away faster, and they don't know why. And I turn it around and say, no, 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 no. We got to get this in you. And say, avocado has a lot of glucose in it. Avocado, you got to get, get avocado. You got to get potatoes in you. Potatoes for the muscles fast. The potatoes have the, the L-lysine for the muscles. The potatoes have the amino acids. Potatoes have a dozen amino acids. It's critical. Different potatoes have even more. Every potato is different, by the way. So if you go look up potatoes and they say, oh, it's only got seven amino acids, that's bull. Each variety has a different level amount of amino acids. In fact, some, the red potato, has 19, 19 amino acids. Talking undiscovered amino acids. Undiscovered ones, too. 
I mean, some of these potatoes have. You bring those in. Very important. You don't have meat and potatoes because the because the meat will then block with the, the carbohydrate getting to the muscle. You got to have lots of potatoes. You got to have fruits in the diet wherever you can. You could still have some protein wherever you want, I guess, a little bit here and there. But you got to have enough carbohydrates if you're dealing with a neurological problem. I'm being straight up. I've watched people waste away. I've seen it over and over again. I've counseled doctors with it. I've counseled physicians. I've counseled professionals to help people with this problem. It's legit, and you can get somebody some muscle back. That means whatever little muscle they're using, like they're lifting their arm for a minute, they're lifting their arm. Even if it's just to scratch their face, if they don't have enough glucose, enough carbohydrate for the muscle to eat, for the muscle to take in, the cells of the muscle, the tissue to take in, if they don't have enough of that, that when they go to lift up their arm to scratch your face, they're not going to build muscle. They're going to lose it. And this is a disaster I've been watching for years happen. So the diet matters. The diet matters. You never go ketogenic when someone's got a neurological problem. It's asking for a complete and total beep disaster. Complete and total beeping disaster. Doing my own beep today. Doing my own beeps. Beep. If you know what that means. <laughs> I'm passionate about this. I've watched a lot of people lose their lives with misinformation. And it's painstaking. It's painstaking. And so here's the deal. Here's the deal. Let's talk about it a little bit more with the foods. Leafy greens, of course, but leafy greens don't have calories in them, so you're going to be hungry. So if you eat a salad with a whole bunch of leafy greens, but you don't have a potato with it, or if you eat a salad with a whole bunch of leafy greens, but you don't have an avocado with it or two avocados, and if you eat a salad and you don't have a carbohydrate with it, you don't have a lentil with it, you don't have a black bean with it, you don't have you know some kind of carbohydrate with it, maybe even quinoa. Quinoa is actually really, really a good grain for a lot of people. Or if you don't have bananas with it, bananas with your greens. A lot of people, they, you can put bananas in your salads. Those bananas build muscles. I've said this a thousand times since I, since I was four years old. Apes are 300 pounds of straight muscles and they're eating bananas and figs. The glucose builds the muscle fast. And if you say, well, Anthony, look what he's talking about. Look at his pictures. He doesn't have big muscles because I don't have time to sit in the damn gym for six hours a day to build muscles because I'm working and writing these books, sitting there rotting at my desk, okay? So you need to know that. But I'll do that for you because I'm going to put that information out there for you. I don't care. I'll do it. I'll book after book until I can't do it anymore. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. You know, make sure, you know, you get enough of the different fruits in there, like the figs too, and you get a, you get enough of these, the melon in there for the muscles, because the greens have the minerals in there and mineral salts, but they don't have the calories, and that's very important to understand. You know, the wild blueberries have some calories, though. You could bring those in, and like I said, sweet potatoes, butternut squash, butternut squash, all the different squashes are critical for neurological conditions. They provide a calorie so you can build muscle when you use them. I'm not saying I'm against protein. That's not it. I'm not saying I'm against how important some proteins are, which are in greens, which they are there. And I'm not against animal protein diets if someone wants to be one on. And I'm not against somebody who goes hog wild all the way to plant-based and they're just raw plant-based and they're just eating, you know, fruit. I'm not against it. I'm totally on board 
Well, I like the fruit one better because they're getting fruit at least in them. Okay. And if you're doing an animal protein diet, start bringing some fruit in. Start bringing it in. Bring it in wherever you can. You want those phytochemicals that stop disease. You want those things that stop heart disease. You want it all. It comes from these foods. Let's talk about supplements. <laughs> Let's talk about supplements. All right, all right. I'll try not to laugh too much. I don't know why I do that every now and then, you know, but I do. All right. Okay. For ALS, I like ALA, alpha lipoic acid for ALS. I like ALA. Remember that. Be like, ALS, wait a minute. Oh, ALA. Yeah, that is a good way to remember. I like barley grass juice powder. Love the Vimergy barley grass juice powder. Vimergy with a V, so you don't buy the wrong one. I did that one day by accident. The computer slipped, and I ordered the wrong one, and it it was just right when I put it in me, I was like, this isn't the right stuff. So, you know, get the Vimergy barley grass juice powder. Chaga mushroom. Vimergy has a great one there, too. These are all great. Chaga mushroom is great because it's the viral, viral killer. And it does, it does help with aluminum for some reason, too. So chaga mushroom, that's a good one. I like ginkgo leaf. Ginkgo leaf has an alkaloid that supports your neurotransmitters, has an alkaloid. And, and what happens with people with neurological conditions, whatever one they don't know they have or whatever they've been given as a diagnosis, Especially if you've got the ALS thing going real, you know, serious, then then yes, the uh, alkaloids, the neurotransmitter alkaloids from ginkgo leaf, okay, that's fine. Aloe vera leaf, aloe vera juice, wheatgrass, wheatgrass, okay, NAC, N-acetylcysteine, helps with the myelin nerve sheaths, helps with the central nervous system. Remember, nerves need glucose carbohydrates as fuel always remember that i know i was talking about muscles but nerves do too coenzyme q10 coenzyme q10 bring it in bring it in bring it everybody says bring it now these days i heard that the other day someone was saying bring it i was like what they're like yeah give me the information i said okay okay you got it see i'm i'm a nerd i'm out of touch right out of touch with what's happening in the pop culture world today so Coenzyme Q10, lemon balm, lemon balm, lemon balm, my favorite. Melissa is still one of my favorites. Antiviral for all the herpetic family. I love, I love her. I love her. Okay. So that's one there. Turmeric, turmeric. Yep, turmeric. That's right. Curcumin, too. Curcumin, too. Some people call it curcumin. Curcumin. I call it curcumin. Actually, most people call it you know, the other way. All right. Okay. All right. Um, you know, even a little bit of ionic gold as a mineral, a little bit of ionic gold, not a lot, not a lot, but a little bit of ionic gold can be okay. A few tiny drops of some ionic gold, really good ionic gold. Um, B complex. All right. A B complex, the B12, of course, methylcobalamin, you know that, methylcobalamin, adenosylcobalamin, B12. You know that. I don't care what, actually, what kind of neurological condition or symptom you're experiencing that you need. Vitamin E. A little bit of vitamin E is helpful. And, believe it or not, a little bit of vitamin D is supportive. I'm not a huge fan of vitamin D for a couple of reasons. Spirit said to me one day, said, if the whole world agrees on nothing, the whole world agrees on nothing. Did you know that? 
But you got to hear this. The entire world agrees on nothing. That means the entire world won't agree on one thing on this planet. You need to know that. Because there's always somebody that's going to be like, a whole bunch of people that's going to be like, no, <clears throat> you know, a whole bunch of people, no, no, I don't agree with that, but okay, the consensus says, but I don't know, I don't agree, but there's always going to be, there's something in this world, but guess what? Here's what's messed up. The entire world believes vitamin D is like top of the line, the most critical vitamin. The entire world, that alone tells you something is terribly wrong. Okay, I'm not saying vitamin D is terribly wrong. It is a good vitamin to add in for some support. It's just overrated by far. I know it's overrated because of information from spirit in general, but I just wanted to give you that tidbit. But yeah, a little bit of vitamin D would be good. You can go with 2,000 IUs when when it's coming down to any kind of neurological condition. That's fine every day. Um, Dandelion and milk thistle for the liver. The liver plays a role because the liver always has the heavy metal as well as the brain does. So, a little bit of dandelion and milk thistle to support the liver, and then you do that heavy metal detox that we that I always talk about. You do the heavy metal detox for heavy metals. All right, vitamin C, liposomal C, the one that I recommend. If you listen, make sure you get the right supplements when you get supplements. I got a whole directory, medicalmedium.com, for a reason. For a reason, I don't sell the vitamins, I don't sell vitamins, but there's a directory there of the ones that I know work and I feel are approved by spirit. So very important, okay? Very important. Um, and that, you know, and then the heavy metal detox includes the spirulina, you know what I mean? The barley grass, go check it out. You know the heavy metal detox. You should know what's going on there. That's important. So James isn't the only one with ALS I've helped along the way or with any neurological condition. But understand, ALS is not a death sentence. Whatever you do, don't ever feel that way. That's how it's always been delivered. And I know there's more compassion now lately. I know it's not delivered like that to that degree. But, you know, and things are pepping up in certain areas with some great professionals. But... Don't fear it. Don't fear it. Just because you got a virus, big deal. These viruses are weaker than you think, especially in the herpes family. They raise a stink because nobody knows they're there. And then when you finally know they're there causing trouble, you drain power because knowledge is power with illness and knowledge is power with Epstein-Barr. Knowledge is power with any herpes virus. Knowledge is power with any bacteria. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power with illness. Information is power with illness. Life-changing turns people's, people's lives around when it's the right information. And that's what we focus here. That's what we focus here at the Medical Medium Show. So like I said before, we do information that's decades ahead of its time in different ways and different shapes and sizes for a reason. Because, you know, I... I don't know if I ever had a problem. I don't want 10 years to know what it's going to take or 10 years to get an answer. And then the answer I get is just absolutely ridiculous. Like, like it's, it's genes. Okay. I got bad faulty genes. You know, that that's definitely a bad trend. That trend right there. I'm never going to be able to stop by the way. 
Maybe the autoimmune trend I can stop. I will stop. I go into detail about this stuff, too, in the new thyroid book. Really go into detail about how serious it really is, more so than I ever even talk about. I crossed the line, I'm sure. I'm sure I crossed the line. And um, so, uh, you know, lock one down if you can, just so you don't forget or anything. All right? Um, and then, but the deal is, the deal is that when it comes down to healing, you always have to know you can heal. Listen, I stand behind you. I believe in you 100%. I'm with you 100%. You know, think about, think about how your body really is a world unknown to medicine that overrides any diagnosis like ALS. That your body is a whole world working inside there. It's a whole world. Every organ is, a, is literally like a galaxy. Every single organ is like a galaxy. The brain is completely untapped into. It's no, no one has even tapped into the brain yet in medicine. I mean, we got great neurosurgeons that can remove an aneurysm, which is amazing. That could be seen on an MRI with a robot. And that's incredible. And that's what I love about medicine. It's parts, parts of the things I love about medicine. Other than that, we don't even know how the brain works to, the day, to this day, really works. So always remember, if you're dealing with things, if you're struggling, if you're in a wheelchair, if you got a neurological problem, if you're dealing with a condition and you got some hardship and you got some losses, I stand behind you 100%. I stand with you and your body can heal. 100%. It can heal. Don't let anybody tell you different. And if you think you got something going on with you, don't let anybody tell you you don't. Okay? If you think something's off or something's wrong, chances are something's in there that needs to be fixed. And we do that. We work on it together here at this show too. Because a lot of times I'm noticing the college kids are coming back from school sick. I talk about this many times. They come back from school sick and they get told that they're just a little run down and that's it. Meanwhile, they can't function. They got brain fog. They got heavy metals and all kinds of problems. Just realize there are things going on and you can do things and fix things. All right, you guys, I love you. And uh, know that I care. Take one day at a time. Get a cup of tea out. Maybe figure out how to get a few of these supplements along the way. Get some foods going. Don't get overwhelmed. If you get one or two of these foods in, I'm happy. You get the wild blueberries. One thing at a time, okay? And, you know, Eat, eat well, be well, love you dearly. All right. Bless you, bless you. God bless you.